Welcome to the Gen Z Stoic Podcast, episode 12. I'm your co-host, Ren. I'm your co-host, Mateo. And today, we're welcoming our first guest on the podcast, Mr. Jameson Mars. Welcome to Gen Z Stoic. How's it going, guys? Good. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about um, who you are and how your journey with Stoicism has kind of started and evolved. Yeah, so my name, like they mentioned, is Jameson Mars. Um, I'm a fellow student with these guys. Um, grew up uh, here in Colorado. Moved up to Mead um, about my eighth grade year. Um, didn't even know what that place was. Um, but yeah, all my life um, I've kind of lived with the ideals um, of st- Stoicism. But I never knew, you know, what Stoicism was until, you know, this podcast kind of shined a light on that idea. So um, I'm very grateful that you guys have done this. And I feel like it's very good for our generation. And um, just the topics that you guys talk about are very um, impactful and they kind of need to be addressed. Um, But yeah, so... I just wanted to start off with my definition of Stoicism. Um, And for me, Stoicism, um, it allows us to process the negative emotions from the negative experiences throughout our life. And it helps us turn them into the thoughts that give us a unique perspective on the world. And of course, for everyone, that's different. But for us as humans, per- per- perspective is everything. And the negative experiences that we go through make up who we are. And it's up to us to determine how those experiences affect our lives and kind of make up who we are. So as a Stoic, um, it's you need to be able to control those experiences. Um, and that ultimately lead you to having a more um, calm collective demeanor and a life that is more fulfilling in the long run right. so um, that's kind of my just o- overall definition of that and would you say um have you kind of read anything stoic wise like seneca aurelius have you checked any of those out yeah i've looked into you know you know in my opinion the three most um impactful and famous Stoics, uh, Epictetus, Seneca, uh, and Marcus Aurelius. Um, I've looked into them a lot recently, and I find that the values and the um, overall, you know, their lifestyle um, was something, you know, back, back in the day that really affected them and the people around them and kind of just shaped history at, at, at the time and us as humans we kind of just you know diverted away from from that and I feel like now more than ever we need to go back and dive into what those uh, Stoics and the philosophers mm-hmm. idolized because mm-hmm. you know that ultimately is um, what shaped today right and, and for me, when I first picked up those books, when I first started looking at Stoicism, a lot of it striking was just, like, common sense. Yeah. A lot of it was, well, I live like that, or that makes sense like that. It makes a lot of sense to live a healthy lifestyle. And so, for me, 
it's a challenge to see other people say that it's too hard to read or that yeah. it's you know not for them when a lot of it just boils down to that makes sense it's a lot of common sense it's a lot of healthy habits and it's pretty easy to argue whatever you find in those books well and when you're in a society where stoicism has been rejected for many years and we've sort of regressed as a whole as a populace you know it's very easy to kind of forget the common knowledge or the reminders and so reading these i mean it's it's knowledge you just have hundreds of thousands of years of knowledge just put into books which is an amazing thing and so when you read these things you're like wow it's it's nothing insane it's just simple values which we all know but truly none of us aren't necessarily consistently living by is a is a overall population but you know there's certainly certain individuals who do live that way but you know if the, if it's only a minority it's not really going to make an impact which is why we're trying to put this message out so more people can kind of join the revolution join the change join the new wave the new era i mean if there's anyone that's going to save you know the world as it is it's our generation i mean i feel like we're gonna we're kind of the make or break um generation so with that being said i think we're going to dive into today's topic which is uh the importance of um the gym or just overall physical health uh, physical well-being fitness uh, that can look different for everybody um and we'll start that off by kind of talking about how society today has romanticized obesity in america for the most part it's not necessarily that way in every country mm-hmm. but um you know if you look at billboards or advertisements everywhere, I mean, it's a lot of, you know, there's definitely obese people and we call that body positivity now. Now that's not to say that obesity and people who are obese deserve less respect as individuals because that's certainly not the case. But we are essentially telling people that it's okay to be obese and really it's an unhealthy thing and there's a lot of negative side effects. Now, I know plenty of obese people and I treat them with the same respect that I treat my friends because I believe that, you know, you're supposed to love everybody the way that that it, that they deserve. And so the only problem with that is is that when you have more people thinking it's okay to be unhealthy, then we have a problem objectively. Yeah. Well, and I think there's a distinction to be made between people who are obese for a variety of health factors and people who are obese based on lifestyle choices. Choice, yeah. But the problem that we have is that body positivity okays it across the board. And now you obviously can't look at every single individual case and make a determination. But when you okay something that's clearly unhealthy across the board, it's going to encourage new generations, future generations to say, you know, if I gain X amount of pounds this week, that's okay. Because people look like me and those people are popular, they're famous, or they have money, or they're respected, they're loved. And again, you should clarify that um, obese people deserve all those things. Mm -hmm. But there's a point where we need to stop romanticizing it and pushing it as an agenda, I would say, yeah. and we need to push fitness. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I believe that in today's world, um, people are more focused on their image and not image as in, you know, you know obese or fit or um, like what shape you are. Um, more of like in society, you know, we care more about their reputation and their image in society and how, you know, they can please others. And if people are in a situation where they're not fitting in or they're not being accepted by others, you know, 
that can lead to depression, that can lead to mental health issues and all sor- sorts of things. Um, but in today's world, we've kind of just um, tried to find as many ways as possible for people to become included. And that has come with being obese, where people are, they might be struggling with, you know, health problems and um, struggling with being overweight. But in today's world, you know, that's okay. You are, you know, that, that that's body positivity. And I feel like people will see that. And instead of being like, I'm going to turn my health around, I'm going to start having a cleaner diet. I'm going to have, you know, a more fixed lifestyle that will lead to uh, long-term effects, like, you know, how long I, I will live or other related health factors, um, cancer, um, and uh, other, other chronic illnesses. Yeah. 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 So instead of prioritizing um, the health a- aspect of it, you know, my weight, my health condition, and status um, with my health is accepted. So I don't really need to prioritize that anymore mm-hmm. because I'm able to be me. All right. And I certainly think that you're right and that that applies to more than just health at that point as yeah. well. You know, I think that the social status and kind of the social acceptance is sort of put like a curtain over the eyes of people where it really should be more about what is truly good for you instead of, you know, yeah. what society accepts or what society would consider to be acceptable because we know that societal norms have kind of torn apart the image of people. Yeah. You, it's interesting because America's the most um, overfed but undernourished country. And we are also the only country that acknowledges that we have an obesity problem, but yet proceeds to call people fat phobic for talking yep. about health. So it's very contradictory, which is also why we haven't necessarily gotten anywhere uh, in terms of progressing with yeah. solving this problem. And we're more focused on offend, uh, not offending people than actually solving an yeah. issue. And that goes for everything. You know, people are offended by the truth rather than... I mean, it's hard to accept the harsh truth when you've been living blindly for so long. And that's just not with health. That's with everything. But Well, and it's just the awareness piece of it. You know, people can accept your status as obese or fit, but ultimately it's an awareness of whether you consciously are okay with that. Yeah. Uh, we preach in Stoicism that it's all about what you think and self-evaluation versus what other people think. And I think that principle can be held here where, you know, X, Y, and Z people can say on Instagram, on Snapchat, you know, that you're beautiful or that you're a model or things like that. But if you look in the mirror at the end of the day and you have unhealthy habits and you recognize that, instead of, you know, trying to call out people for fat uh, shaming you or for being offensive, Mm -hmm. you could take steps to work on that. Well, that's the thing too is, you know, if you look in the mirror and you're unhappy, the Stoics always said, and this has been said by many people other than Stoics, but they believe that your body is your temple. So if you if you don't have an unhealth if you don't have a healthy body you're not going to have a healthy mind either because you know we know we've talked about previously that scientifically your gut is a big regulator of um, the hormones in your mind and your brain that that make you happy that and make you feel better emotionally so if you're eating like garbage then you're not going to feel good mentally as well so then that that's a good transition kind of into what um, going to the gym and what fitness does for for those hormones scientifically and how that can really be a good healthy outlet well and i think that jameson made a good point that physical health goes hand in hand with mental health like you see people who don't fit in with depression with anxiety with other common um, mental health issues and 
going to the gym is a big part of kind of both getting physically healthy, but also keeping your mental health in check because it's a tool that you can use to put your frustration towards, put your aggression towards, put your sadness towards. And while there's an argument to me, you shouldn't use it as a coping mechanism. A lot of people do. And at the least they're getting physically healthy. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and how, for, for you personally, how has the gym helped your mental health since when you started? Um, you know, growing up, I know this is going to go the opposite of the topic that we're talking about, but I was very skinny. I was one of the skinniest kids that I have known. Um, So I kind of just, I saw people that were fit. You know, my dad has um, always been in the gym. Um, He kind of picked it up in his early 20s. Um, And growing up with that, you know, I, I saw the drive, you know, the passion for um, the gym and wanting to stay fit, physically fit. Um, and I also saw, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I saw these big guys that have made it just by lifting weights. Um, so I kind of just saw, um, you know, I never wanted to be in a place that I couldn't get out of. Many people today, they, um, they are in a place so far in life where they can't get out of it or it's really hard to get out of it or they feel like they can't get out exactly so I never wanted to um, look myself in the mirror and be like I'm not satisfied with my body in terms of being overweight Um, obviously you know throughout middle school early of high school and even still today I look in the mirror and I'm just like I'm not satisfied but that you know that thought gives me the drive to keep going, stay in the gym because I have a vision mm-hmm. and that vision is to constantly be bigger than the day before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for, for me, um, the gym has always been fun. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I'm lifting at the time. It was not that much weight, but for me, um, I've grown up in sports um, all throughout my life, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, you name it, I've been a part of it. Um, and that has always, you know, I see these kids that uh, aren't physically fit to play the sport. And I've never wanted to be in that position. So the gym was always an outlet uh, for me to revert back to. Um, and also, it also has helped me with discipline and kind of just this sense of purpose that you know I wake up each morning and I have a goal Mm -hmm. and I have a schedule and I and I mean and that goal is to make progress and I feel like that's very important for people who are you know who want to start is just have that goal have that vision because if you don't have that vision of you know being x amount of weight or benching x amount of pounds if you don't have that you're just going to the gym to go to the gym. You're you're <clears throat> running around blind. Well, that's the thing is like if you don't have purpose, I mean that's kind of the whole teaching behind stoicism is finding your purpose yeah. and doing everything intentionally, right? And also with the gym is it, te- it teaches humility. I mean the gym is so humbling because you walk in <laughs> yeah. and you think you're gonna lift heavy and you might be lifting really good and then mm-hmm. you see someone else putting up two, three, four times the weight. And yeah. You're just like, wow, <laughs> I'm really not that cool, yeah. you know? And you know, it's. For me, getting in the gym, I started with the wrong intentions of like, oh, 
I mean, I want to look good so girls like me. Yeah. I mean, yep. ultimately, every guy wants, like, a six-pack and big arms yep. and just, yep. you know, we don't necessarily want to be, like, huge, huge, but we want to look good. I mean, that's yeah. that's yeah. biology. We want to yeah. be big, strong, and protected. That's the masculine gene. That's, you, that's yeah. who we are as men, right? And so, to your point in having purpose and having a goal, not only, at least for me anyway, I, I feel like you could agree because we're similar in this aspect, but not only does it give me a goal for each day, but it gives me a goal just as a man. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I now see the gym as a way to not only get healthy and get bigger every day, but also in the long run to be to protect my family. I'll be bigger, I'll exactly. be stronger. Yeah. It, it, there's a much deeper purpose once you dive mm-hmm. into stoicism yeah. and kind of understand what you truly value. Then you can relate everything to that purpose. I mean, my goal is to have like a beautiful family and have, have kids and have raised them really well and all that. But I re- you relate that back to the gym because you're like, oh, I can be big and I can protect them. I can be strong, keep them safe, yeah. right? And you were talking about how a healthy body correlates or if not, is not causation to a healthy mind. I think it's certainly the other way around as well mm-hmm. because a lot of people sometimes may be good up here, but yeah. they... That starts with motivation, right? Like you could have a healthy mindset of growth and then that is what sparks you to get a healthy yeah. body. So they certainly go both ways. And like you said, you started skinny. Yeah. Some people start overweight. So yep. it's very important that in fitness that you don't compare yourself to others because no. everybody is on a different day of their own journey. Exactly. Everybody's in a different chapter of their own book. Mm-hmm. And if you're in chapter one and you're comparing um, someone who's in book two, chapter five, I mean, you're going to feel really discouraged. Exactly. It's almost inevitable not to do that. I mean, we all do that to an extent, but if you really let that bother you and discourage you, you're never going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and another important you made, Jameson, point you made, Jameson, is that you started out with the right mindset, which is progression versus perfection. And yeah. I, that's something that many Stoics have preached is it's all about progress. It's not about perfection. Yeah. And when you're starting out with fitness, you're starting out at the gym, it's taking it one day at a time. It's not, you know, aiming for, I'm going to be the next Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's aiming for... I want to gain like five pounds. I want to be benching this or squatting this by this date. Mm -hmm. It's all about the daily goals and um, just improving yourself instead of comparing yourself and contrasting and trying to emulate somebody else. And it's certainly good though to to add to that. That's not saying uh, you should be discredited for having those big ambitions because if your goal is to look like Arnold or, you know, any famous person or whoever, even if you don't get there, in your eyes, you're still going to have gotten farther than if you hadn't set any goal at all. So it's better to dream big and um, compare yourself and maybe even set unrealistic goals. Because like they say, if you shoot for the moon and you miss, you're going to land among the stars, right? So if you shoot high and miss, you're still going to end high. I guess the point I'm trying to make is just to set realistic goals for yourself. Don't compare yourself too much to other people or else it will uh, hinder your ability to make progression and to have the motivation and the discipline to do those things. Uh, and so I guess that kind of is a good transitioning point into the comfort zone um, because the hardest part about it, it can be really hard to even start if, if you're new to working out starting is the yeah. hardest part you know I had I had a friend the other day and she was gonna go work out for the first time but she was just so nervous because like you said when you compare yourself to these other people it makes it really really hard to even want to start because you're like oh my gosh they're they're so big they're so strong or they're so skinny or whatever and then you, you don't see the value within yourself. And that, that for me, I, I personally, was the hardest part, was getting in the gym for that first day, not know, knowing really what I was doing. Uh, but if you want to touch on that. Yeah, um, we kind of just, you know, if, if we don't look a certain way or talk a certain way or make a certain amount of money, um, 
or we have the next best thing, we can't be happy. Um, so I feel like that when we look at these unrealistic expectations, um, that tends to a, um, a greater fear of failure. And failure is one of those things that is necessary for growth. Um, and that's one thing in the gym that everyone will experience, and that's failure. You know, you fail a set, fail to, you know, eat a certain amount of meals a day, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, if we, if we do fail, some people aren't, um, aren't willing to accept that, and that can lead to depression, anxiety, and a lack of self-worth. Um, but, in, like, instead, just focus on yourself. Because, yeah, you may not, you know, look like this other person that you dream of looking like but at the same time you you can have a different mindset you can have a different mindset of that person who just you know either was you know let's say they were gifted with you know great genetics and they have a terrible mindset on life terrible mindset on the gym you're in there you know couple hours a day putting in your you know all your effort into building up your physique when we when we stop comparing ourselves to other people we kind of just are putting ourselves out and getting out of our comfort zone and you know not playing the victim when it comes to well I don't look like that because of this I don't look like you know I don't I can't bench that that weight because of this and a lot of it is just playing the victim card whereas you know like all all it takes is for you to sit down with yourself develop that vision that you want and you see yourself becoming in the future and you know getting to work and not being afraid to fail getting out of your comfort zone like i've said and that's that's the main thing that will lead to you achieving your goals all right i've in my observation at the gym Many people feel uncomfortable going because they feel like, you know, people are watching them or they're going to get judged or things like that. In reality, and again, this isn't my experience, people are there to get their own workout. They're there to do their own thing. They don't really have the time or capacity or even just the wanting to Mm -hmm. to judge you or to watch what you're doing or anything like that. In fact, I've noticed that a lot of people, since we're all there for the same reason, um, we're all there to improve ourselves, Mm -hmm. are in fact incredibly supportive. And so... Yeah. It is that mindset. It's that, you know, try, give it effort, and you'll be rewarded. I think <clears throat> to touch on comfort zones, it's uncomfortable to try new things. It's uncomfortable to push yourself. But both of those things are absolutely necessary in life to push you towards your goals, to push you towards your future, and to push you towards success. Especially as a stoic. Right. Yeah. And like to your point, I mean, I've known that in the gym, I'm so focused on what people think of me mm-hmm. that it doesn't even make sense because ultimately everybody is worried that people are judging them to some extent. Most people aren't even focused on what other people are doing. They're focused on how they look and what, and that's just how it is because we're all in there because we feel insecure to a degree. Mm -hmm. Now, not everybody is insecure who goes to the gym, but we've all started because we didn't like how we looked or we didn't like how we felt, whatever it may be. So we've all been at the point of vulnerability with ourselves and that's why we go. The whole reason is to to fix a part of ourselves that we don't like. Yep. And so when you're getting out of your comfort zone, if it were easy, everybody would do it. But it's not yep. easy, which nope. is why you have a minority of the population who actually does care about it. Mm-hmm. 
think I, I've noticed that at least after COVID, I mean, or and during COVID, on on social media, gym influencers just grew. Yeah. That didn't exist before, and social media was very relevant yeah. before COVID. But I noticed that once everything got shut down and people were stuck with themselves, you had nothing to do except for think, and and deal and manage your own thoughts. And I'm almost certain that that is highly correlated to an increased amount of people in the gym because when you sit down and think with yourself, oh, I don't like this, and you're going to get to work. You have all this free time, you know. You had all this free time to do whatever you want. You had people at home gyms. Some gyms were still open, yeah. and that's I think that's actually a really healthy culture now. There's certainly downsides of it where people have kind of said um, g- the gym is life. And yeah. I disagree. I think the gym is an important part of your life, but you mm-hmm. shouldn't make fitness your entire life. Yeah. Now, if you want to be an influencer and that is your way of speaking to people, then by all means go for it. But it's important to know to note that as a stoic, balance is crucial. Yep. So I think with, with anyone who has stoic values, they wouldn't put fitness over absolutely everything. It would just be a very crucial role of who they are. It's like putting the puzzle pieces together. Uh, and that leads me to the point of having a strong physical appearance in today's society. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, um, you know, if you if you see somebody and they, they are, they're ripped, they're jacked, or yeah. they're in just great shape, that tells you a lot about a person. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, you can't just, you know, b- buy makeup and put it on your body and boom, you're ripped, you know, yep. or you can't, whatever. You have to work for years. And some people do have good genetics for sure, but ultimately, no matter what your genetics are, what your background is, or circumstances, you have to work hard for a good body. And there's definitely a stigma around steroids, uh, steroid use. But I think that the people who have who are on those still work exceptionally hard. Yeah. There and I think it's important to note the side effects and be very aware of the um, health and the the damages that they can do to your health. But people discredit a lot of hard work when people choose to take steroids. But I think that you have to realize that those people have worked so hard to get up to that point and then chose to further enhance their physique. So. My point is, is just having a physical appearance that is that you're proud of and that that speaks volumes about your character. Yeah. You know, and I'm gonna make a point back to the kind of just discomfort um, topic, and it's like you go to the gym and you see people, or I mean, it might not be in the gym. In your daily life, you have people that laugh at you. You have people that criticize, that judge you, that mock you. You know. The first thing that you should think is good like they're not you they don't know what you've been through they don't know your mindset they don't know your work ethic they don't know the the goal that 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 you have and you just have to understand and stop living your life for other people Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day you're giving them the satisfaction that they're wanting and it's I mean, you control like your life and your outcome, um, and not the opinions of others. So you might walk into a gym, and you know you feel so intimidated, um, and that might scare you away. But I mean, if you understand that, you know, like you said, you're all in there for the same outcome, and that's to be better than you were the day before, and. You know, I feel like once people understand that, that will um, help more people get into the gym, which connects back to our first topic of, you know, physical health. You know, we will see a much healthier um, society when, when once we all understand the fundamentals of, like, you know, f- physical health. 
Well, that's a good point that you made about um, caring about people's opinions more than our own. Yeah. Because a hundred times out of a hundred, we will put ourselves before other people because that's kind of our nature. Um, yeah. But also a hundred times before a hundred, we will put others' opinions before what we think. Because in today's society, it's normal to put other people's opinions before our own and care about what other people think and assume that that defines what our worth is. And as Stoics, we know that that's not true. We know that um, people who judge you or talk negatively down upon you, that's simply projection Mm -hmm. of the internal state of that person. Well, and I have the mindset, whenever somebody takes the time to notice and judge you, you're doing something that's worth noticing. Whenever somebody takes time out of their day to make a comment to you, you're doing something that's noticeable. And it's much better to be noticeable and criticized than to live your life kind of kowtowing to everybody around you and doing what they want. Instead, you need to put yourself first. You know, Aurelius talks about even people who do great things are going to be criticized by people. You can be doing the best things in the world and you're still gonna have people who wanna hate on you and who wanna criticize you. So it's very important to really not care about anybody's opinion other than your own. And that's what we've talked about on this episode all all day today, mm-hmm. is that it's about you. And you need to put your physical health first, you need to put your fitness first, and that encompasses a lot of Stoic values, and I think that's why gym culture kind of goes hand in hand with Stoic culture. Certainly, and you said that um, there's, a, there's a really great quote that says, whether you win or lose, you're gonna be judged, so you might as well win. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you could you could do the like you said you could do the best thing in the world, and people are still gonna find a way to t- put you down or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but especially in the gym now, uh, you said it goes hand in hand with stoicism, and I certainly think that's true. The gym is definitely a lot deeper than just lifting weights to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, the g- the gym has changed people's lives. There there have been people who are so depressed, so yep. hopeless. Yep. And also the thing about the gym, why it's so difficult to start is because you don't see results right away. Yeah. In today's society, like you said, we're surrounded by instant gratification everywhere. Likes, comments, whatever, reposts, doesn't matter. You can name it. It's everywhere. That's why the gym's so hard is because even when you first start, you don't see results until like maybe even two months. Yeah. And even when you do start seeing results, they, st- they start to come quicker. But ultimately, it takes a very long time to sculpt your physique and your body and your mind. Yeah. And going back to what you were saying, I heard this quote, um, and you know, this guy was like, "What's the easiest way to get a six pack?" It's like, you know, why does it have to be easy? There's no, there's no thrill in it being easy. Because if if it, you know if it's easy, everyone would have a six pack, but you don't. You see the p- people that that work, that put put in the hours, day after day and have a goal that drives them and they're the ones with you know that dream physique or in this case this six I feel like a lot of people are afraid to try afraid to put in the effort and expect it to all come easy you know we are constantly finding the jobs that have the least amount of work we are um, wanting instant results in this case in the gym and when we don't get them we stop because we are afraid of failure Mm -hmm. so i feel like overall the gym is a great outlet for anyone who needs a place to get get away anyone who needs a a goal a vision a a you know a safe space where um believe it or not no one is really going to 
judge you as much as you think they are. Um, the gym is, you know, has been very beneficial for a bunch of people that I know, um, and I'm sure you all know. But I don't know for for anyone who's wanting to get started in the gym, just try it. Um, it is very beneficial. It's so good for you. You feel good. You you know you get better sleep, um, and it's just it'll start you on a path in life that you won't be able to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and with that, it's certainly important to make the most informed decisions in the gym. Uh, yeah. As Stoics, you know, you have to have not extensive knowledge, but an adequate degree of knowledge before you try something new or else you're almost guaranteeing uh, yourself to fail. You're setting yourself up for failure. So if you don't know what you're doing, just look up some stuff. There's gym content everywhere. Yeah. There's easy exercises. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's There's meal plans that are super easy for cheap. There, are, there is, in today's world, there is no excuse to not get started, especially in the the field of fitness and nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, just do some basic research. If you really want it, you will go and get it. That's what we always talk about is yeah. there's no such thing as motivation. Motivation is just driven by purpose. Yep. If you don't have a purpose, you're not going to have motivation to do anything. But if you have your reason, you will do it. So it ultimately comes down to what you want and how bad you want it. Um, And I'll just end with, there's no success without failure. There's no joy without pain. And there's no results without hard work. And I I think you especially uh, put that towards the gym. You're going to see all of those things. Uh, It's just a lifestyle choice, right? We talk about lifestyle choices in terms of obesity, but there's also a lifestyle choice when it comes to fitness. You decide to prioritize your physical health. You decide to prioritize your mental health. And you decide that you're going to put in that hard work and you're going to be one of those people who gets the results, who gets to be the version of themselves that they want to see in the mirror and that they dream of. And there's no time like now to try. I know both of you have said that. And the one piece of advice that I would give for those trying is, if possible, go with somebody. Go with somebody who you trust. We talked about in our Friends episode going with people who share the same values and who you trust. Mm -hmm. If you find somebody like that at the gym, it pays dividends in terms of your initial motivation and your willingness to stay in the gym and get those results. That's a a great point. Me and Jameson usually don't lift together but we lifted together the other day and had one of the best lifts of our life oh it was amazing because you have someone there to push you you know yeah. it's so much easier to be vulnerable when someone else is too yeah um and then once you build that level of level of confidence then you're going to be more comfortable on your own so that is a great piece of advice is if you don't want to start on your own start with somebody get one of your friends to start going or someone who has been going and one thing that i found you know working out with you is accountability you know mm-hmm. a lot of times in the gym we don't like the pain we don't want to go an extra set or an extra rep because it hurts. But when you have someone who understands that and knows that and knows that you are struggling and can push you to do those extra sets or reps, mm-hmm. the amount of growth that you will get is right. in- insane. And that's that's a message that's applicable to many fields um, outside of the gym. Surround yourself with people who are going to push you, who yeah. know that it will be uncomfortable, but that in the in the long run, it's all going to pay off. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I have left to add is when it comes to your purpose, I had somebody tell me the other day, well, why do you care so much about that? Like, it's not that deep. Like, just just be happy. Like, just enjoy life. You can enjoy life, but there's a difference between um, enjoying life with purpose and just kind of, you know, living in the matrix, running through the rat race with no with no, with no purpose. You're blind to the reality. Yeah. And, you know, as Stokes, we believe that the goal isn't to live forever, but to create something that will. We want to leave a legacy behind. We want to be 
known for doing great things and we want to leave our mark on the world so some people may not understand that but we encourage you to be courageous and put your message out there go outside your comfort zone exactly if you're thinking about starting a fitness channel but you're nervous of what other people are going to think of you just do it because if you don't people are still going to judge you if you do people are going to judge you so just do what you want you might as well you have nothing to lose at this point Mm -hmm. um so with that we'd like to close this episode beautiful words to end the episode thank you jameson for coming on gen z stoic podcast thank you guys this has been episode 12 thank you for listening